Hello everyone, welcome back to Daf Shavua as we study Meseches Ksuvos Daf Mem Gimel. I want to deal with a very uh, interesting question that comes up in the Daf this week. And it's a question that a number of people have asked me relating to the bottom line, what is really the significance of a Ksuba Bizman Hazeh? Let's say we say Ksuba is worth 30000 and upon death and upon divorce, uh, how's a woman going to live off of that? And it's clear that that's not exactly what goes on. Now, as a sidebar, the value of Iksuba sometimes exists, even in a secular court. You know, it says in uh, the Iksuba, Kedas Moshev Yisrael, I was recently told of a case, I don't really want to give away too much information, but a state court used the ksuba itself as the basis to tell the husband that he had to give a get, because he saw that the whole marriage was done within the context of a legal system. Um, We're not even dealing over here with the prenup. But what you get from our Gemara, which is a very important point, and I'm going to explain it based on the Rambam, the way the Rambam explains it in Hilchus Ishus. The Rambam explains this in Hilchus Ishus, Perak Yudches Aleph. You should listen carefully. Amana nizonas minichse yarshin, kolzman amunasa, ad shetital ksuvasa. What does that mean? The man dies, the sons are the inheritors. That's the way it works according to Jewish law. She has the right to live off of that inheritance. They have to supply for her. Rashi says in Meseches Gidon on Daflamite that as long as the widow is not contemplating remarriage, and the sign of that is she doesn't ask for the ksuba, she's showing honor to her deceased husband, and therefore Chazal say she has to receive her survival, her uh, lifestyle, and we'll see how it means her lifestyle from the estate. So the ksuba is kind of a last resort, or it's the exit paper when she's going to go on to live outside of this family home. Okay, a divorce case is going to be a little bit different. Now, what ends up happening today is... You have special shtaros that are written. You see, a man could give away his money to his wife while she's still alive. It's something called the shtar shchiv meira that gets integrated into a trust and estate. This is different than the shtar chatzizachar, which I think we mentioned before, which is a way to make sure that the benos not just for land, but for property as well, that women are able to inherit. And it's a whole question with all these halachas, are we dealing here with the realm of Isurim or are we in the realm of Dine Mominus? There is a, a tshuva of Ramosha that points out that all of this is in the realm of Dine Mominus. So if someone would die without a Shtash I believe this is the Psak. I've only heard it secondhand. But you're in a land where the woman <coughs> is by definition the beneficiary after her husband passes, then she'll end up getting the collection.
So that's what's going on in our Gemara. The key point over here is it's not like the Ksuba jumps up right away upon death. And if you look in the next halacha in the Rambam, he says, Kishem shenizonas achar just like she gets the basic necessities, meaning food, dwelling, etc., she gets even more than that. She'll end up getting the same clothing, jewelry, etc., that she had while her husband was alive. He's not, she's not going to get more, but everything, sheets, even avadim, ushvachos, that is all going to call. That's all going to come to her. Once she makes a taina on the ksuba, then things change. But that's the point of when things change. And that's what the Rambam states in the previous halacha, clearly. That nizonus mnichse yarshin kozman amunasa ad shetitol ksubasa. And the titol ksubasa is not when they force it upon her, it's when she takes it and she requests it. This is very, very important, Gemara. There's an overall concern in this Gemara when we see both with the wife and again with the daughter that somehow, for technical reasons, they're going to end up being left out. As I pointed out before, Bizman Hazet, a lot of this is going to be contracted out. Now, I wanted to use a svara, which is actually integrated into the halacha, <coughs> that you get from a very uh, nuanced line. The Gemara is talking about the Eved Ivri, not the Eved Kanani. We have to keep this in mind. We have an Eved Ivri, a Jewish slave, who is basically broke. Maybe he stole from the owner, maybe he was picked up on the market. And you would think, why would anyone ever want to become an Eved Ivri? But when you look into the Rambam's Eved Ivri, Perik uh, Aleph, Halacha Aleph, an Eved Ivri is trained, not only trained, hopefully, for a profession when they leave after six years, but they're also trained to live with human dignity. And they have to be taken care of to the point where if there's only enough clothing or bedding for the Eved Ivri, the Eved Ivri is treated better than any of the residents in the home. He gets priority, or she gets, a, if it be an Eved Ivri, a, be a Shifcha, a Hebrew one, she would get priority. So this is a very different operation. Now this is all nice and said and done, but this doesn't mean that we're going to treat the Eved Ivri <coughs> in general, in a better way than we're going to treat the family. It's supposed to be like they're part of the family. What the Gemara does is the Gemara takes a Kavachomer and says, and it's what I call moral Kavachomer, ethical. We're not going to let a daughter who doesn't inherit out on the street. She's also going to have to take from the inheritance of the Yarshim. So the Yarshim are going to have a lot of responsibility. She doesn't even have the benefit of a Ksuba. Now what happens when she eventually becomes an Arusa, 
And now she has uh, alternative support, definitely when she gets married. So you see in the Gemara this uh, special sensitivity. Now what does happen as well is the earnings that she or her mother would bring in, so that goes into the family account. You know, you don't get to double dip. That's what it means by the Masaya Deha the money that she's earning on the outside. And again, today it seems that, uh, I mean, a lot of these issues are just dealt with very naturally, not even contractually. It's not a problem to give more. It's only a problem to give less. So these are just two of the issues that I wanted to address. Um, you'll notice today's year is a bit uh, shorter. actually wasn't supposed to give the year this week, but I... Love the opportunity to do so, and you should enjoy your time, as I am, and we look forward to more learning. Thank you.